Oh my word. Hey gamers, you're listening to Understanding Esports, brought to you by Game Gym. The goal of this podcast is to help make esports and gaming more relatable by telling the stories of the people who work and play in the industry. You can learn more about Game Gym and our mission at GameGym.com, and you can hit me up on Twitter at Extra Barbecue. So let's dive in. This is Understanding Esports. And we are joined today by Pat Valdez, founder of Esports Fair Play and tournament host. Pat, welcome to the show, man. How are you doing this evening? What's up, Josh? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for asking. And thanks for having me on, too. Dude, I was looking forward to this. You know, it's, it's you know, 8, 8 p.m. on a Wednesday here midweek. But I knew I was going to be rapping with you. And, uh, on and, hump day, and I was too. looking forward to it. Exactly. And, and here we're going to get over that hump and, and we're going to wrap esports. We're going to wrap life. You know, we're going to talk a little bit about dogs. Uh, we're going to have a great little night here. So um, thanks for it. being here, man. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. All right. So, you know, first off, I want to start off with news because news is always important and it's exciting. It gets the people going like it's what we're all here for. Um, you have some news. Your company, Esports Fair Play, you've been in hibernation maybe you could call it yes you know yes. maybe that would be be a kind way to, to to call it so so talk to me about what's going on with esports fair play and and your kind of reemergence into this world yeah we're coming back from the dead you know um covid stopped our live events um we were doing a lot of live events in the past and covid came and pretty much just shut everything off um so, but I'm also excited too because FIFA is now introducing crossplay. And that's huge. That's one of the biggest things that I was looking forward to because when it came to live events, you know, you can get both PlayStation and Xbox players to come out. Although you'll have, I, we, we always run the tournaments with Xboxes. So I had like PlayStation guys would come and complain about the Xbox controllers always. and vice versa, right? But now, We'll be able to uh, play host tournaments online, and now you can have PlayStations use their controllers. PlayStation players can use their controllers, and Xbox can use their controllers. And it's huge. Be a happy family, dude. It's massive, and and I have to imagine that the the FIFA community has been begging for this for years, right? Like, what do you think made like made the difference? Like, why why introduce this all of a sudden? I think it's just pressure, really. I also want to say, too, that there are a couple of other organizations that are making soccer games, too. Uh, there's Goals, there's UFL, I believe, and then PES, PES as well. Uh, interesting. Uh, they've been around for a while, but, you know, I think that's that's good. Like, we need competition, and I feel that gives FIFA a little bit of a, or EA, a push to kind of give the community what they want, because for so long... They've just excluded certain features that a lot of us have wanted to implement years ago. I mean, crossplay should have been a thing, I want to say like five years ago, and it hasn't. And now, now that they've started the competition and they're about to lose their license too this year, this is going to be the last year it's going to be called FIFA. And I think next year is going to, I think it's like EA football or something like that. I'm not too sure. Interesting. Um, 
so you know i'm glad that there's competition and i'm glad that they're finally going to have crossplay now competition is good you know it, competition is it's good. a good thing and and like i think that they probably reaped the benefits of being able to to you know have these oh, yeah. segmented markets and you know I, I don't i don't understand because i'm sure that there's numbers behind it and there's numbers and people are saying look if we if we don't allow crossplay we'll make more money but what i just didn't understand is that i feel like it the lack of crossplay held scenes back so it's like you mm -hmm. might be making more money I, I don't know like i'm not behind the scenes at, at, at ea like i don't know what they're making but it, it feels like the decision that you would do to do cross or to not do crossplay is like it's a money-making decision i want to like you know keep you know keep things siloed but this seems like it's only going to make things bigger by letting more people play together yes i agree um, now that, you know, us tournament organizers have a platform where we can set up a tournament online using Battlefly or GG, I, I forgot the name of the company. They went from smash GG to I start GG. What it was. Start yep. GG. Thank you. Um, I haven't used them for a while, as you can see, but, um, but yeah, I think now that's going to bring more people and I've started noticing a lot of my, uh, members of the FIFA community who haven't played in a while are now getting back into the game, including myself. I mean, I haven't played FIFA in the last two years. I completely just stopped. Interesting. Um, just for mental health reasons, right? Yeah, you gotta take breaks. Um, yeah, definitely gotta take breaks. But now that crossplay is available, I'm excited. Now I can compete against my PlayStation friends who have all talked trash with me. Dude, all those and I said people. eventually one day I'll beat you. <laughs> For so yeah. many years. So many people are gonna get called out now and they were just hiding oh, behind yeah. the crossplay. And now it's oh, gonna yeah. now it's gonna be the walls come down and we can really see who's best. Because the only times that you would have, you know, both parties compete against each other was at the live events. And that's the only times that they would shine. Yep. And of course, they would complain about the controller if they lose. Dude, I would. Now they can. I would, dude. If I play on an <laughs> Xbox and I and I do a tournament on a PlayStation controller, vice versa, I like you're not playing at your best. It's like you know practicing tennis with one racket and then going into competition with another. Or like what some other sports analogy, golf clubs. Like I too would think that that's an excuse for losing you know that's true that's a good point it's kind of like a tennis racket and a racquetball yeah totally racket, right yeah two two different things one's Still a racket long and the other one's a little bit shorter so it, uh, same racket but i mean you know it makes a big difference Yeah, totally i mean what you train with day in and day out and then somebody hands you something new to compete with it's it's uh well dude i think that that's amazing um you know, so so talk to me a little bit about esports fair play because you know I love the name. It, it's got you know uh, just a clear direction to it. But you know, talk to me a little bit about how you got into this and you know what the organization's really about. Yeah, no, that's cool. Thanks for asking that. It's a it's a cool story and a cool journey, and it really it all started when I was hosting FIFA tournaments at my old house in like in Arlington. Uh, had about like maybe five, six friends come over. We would do like every two weeks or something like that. I'd bring them over. We'd have like a spreadsheet where we had group stages and then we would just play against each other. Um, and from there, we had more people. We started, you know, word of mouth started spreading. We had more people come over to the point where I had almost like 20 some people in the house. 
And then we had like monitors, we had like Xboxes, so that way we can kind of get the games going. But from that, I started to to learn my mistakes too as well and to see what was more efficient, effective, and also faster to, to kind of get the tournament rolling and to everybody to leave at a decent hour of the night. We ordered pizza, drinks, all that stuff. It was a great time. Um, during that time, I had a breakup and I left the house and that's when my friend approached me and he goes, hey man, I think what you're doing is awesome. Um, I think you could take this at a bar. And I'm like, that's a good idea. So my friend took the liberty, contacted the, uh, the bar manager over at Bailey's Sports Pub, I think, in Arlington, when it was at Boston Common Malls. So that was our first home. That's awesome. And I went in. He set up the interview for me. So you know, I, I dressed up in a suit and a tie, came in there looking professional. Smart. Uh, a lot of yeah, esports you have to, you people present. don't don't bring the professionalism. They think that you know just because we're all gamers means that you can show up in shorts and a t-shirt. Absolutely, and you know what? It's one thing that I've earned from um, uh, people older than me, right? And they always say appearance matters. Totally. So always dress to impress, and it definitely left a mark because when I went there, they were all shocked that I was in a suit. Um, I gave them like a presentation. I had like a slideshow. I showed them what I would do, the people that I would bring and what they That's could do to get help. signed and, deals, man. Yeah. And I'm, I don't have the sales background, but I went in there with the passion. And I think that's like big, right? If you believe in your work and you believe in what you do and you have love for it, I think it just comes out naturally and they can see that. And they're like, OK, let's give this guy a try. So we had our first event. My buddy was like, good luck get to work start so i went i went on youtube i learned how to make uh, a flyer i learned how to make the logo it's amazing the other things you learn so yes. that you do these things you know exactly because you have to do everything on your own yeah. you have to promote it and you have to try to find ways to get people's attention and, and where to start i had no idea what i was doing but i did it all on my own right and i i learned a lot of the stuff along the way I created the social media accounts at the time, which was Facebook, I think maybe Instagram, I'm not sure. Um, and then I just started to spread the word. And then we had our event and we had 32 people show up, which was awesome. Not that's um, pretty good for a first event. Absolutely, it was great. great. I was super nervous. Of course. Um, and the bar manager actually got Models to kind of to sponsor us. So that was awesome. Um, so we did a round robin tournament and it went off smooth. It was, nice. it was a great night. So from there, at that time, I had called it Liga CLF, which is Liga for like league. Mm -hmm. uh, CLF is Capital League of the Football. So I went at that for a while. And we did tournaments and tournaments. And then we moved on to Hard Times Cafe, where we started to have a, a, it was an awesome spot in Arlington. You know, rest in peace, Hard Times Cafe. Dude, we got one here in uh, Rockville. Their chili cheese hot dogs were amazing. Dude, so good. And like Wednesday <laughs> wing night too is just absolutely the best. Oh, I didn't know there was a Wednesday wing I night. Mean, I mean, maybe it, it, the one over here, maybe it's not like over there, but ooh, it was amazing. I got to check out the one in Springfield. Yeah. Um, so we, so I decided to go with the league structure. So we had five tournaments. The first four tournaments, you had to accumulate as, as many points as you could in order to be invited to the championship tournament, which was the fifth one. Only 16 people were allowed to go. And then if whoever had the most points at the end of the season, those 16 players got invited. In that, we had, you know, like a, we had the round robin tournament too as well. 
And the bar owner at that time w was sponsoring us with Xboxes, like consoles, oh. as the first place prize. And we had this one guy named Brian Hadeen who won almost every tournament. <laughs> and he won back to back to back to back. Dude's just rolling and he actually got invited. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I know I know he like ended up flipping yeah, them, but that's whatever. cool. You could do whatever you yeah. want with them. But um, he actually got invited to compete at the pro level and he actually made it into the fifa world cup wow. uh event wow which was awesome homegrown lost first place whatever yeah homegrown tournament series that's amazing oh yeah yeah it was it was an experience we were all rooting for him but unfortunately he didn't make it past the first Dude, round whatever. um first stage but i mean that's to have like a homegrown player who we all played against and all lost to beat <laughs> To play at the highest level, like that's yeah. Incredible. I mean, you guys so. helped him get to that point by grinding and and competing and organizing those tournaments. Like that's the ecosystem and the people competing it help the the champions who come from it. You know. Oh yeah, and then from there we started to kind of move. We started working with the Microsoft Store, so we started hosting Microsoft tournaments. We got to host tournaments with you too as well, which was of awesome. Um, and then I think. You know, from there, I kind of wanted to change the name. I wanted to have a little bit something with esports related into it instead of like Liga Capital, uh, the football. Um, another cool story is actually we got interviewed by Moses from Delamundo. He actually came out to Hard Times Cafe yep. and did like a whole documentary about video game addiction. Um, but it was still cool. Like we got featured on there. We got interviewed. Definitely didn't get bashed at it was more of like you know the, the the pros and cons of gaming and stuff like that and being responsive but also what the consequences if sure. you, you game too much and it can become an addiction like all things a lot of right? people were telling those stories a couple of years ago yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah um and then from there one day one of the things that my friends would always say was fifa fair play so what that means it's like if i injure you and i get the ball you're still on the ground you know, everybody will be like, come on, man, FIFA fair play, FIFA fair play, meaning kick the ball sure. out, like give us a chance to get our guy back up, make sure everything's OK. So from there, I was kind of thinking of a new name. And that's when I thought, hmm, esports fair play, right? Because it's esports and then you want to play fair. And I just thought and went well. And then from there, I had FIFA esports fair play. I love it. I love it, man. And that was the birth of that was the birth of uh, me running FIFA tournaments in the region here in the DMV. From Liga CLF to esports fair play. So, like, you know, you've done, you know, a, a million, you know, asterisks, you know, probably somewhere between zero and a million tournaments over the past, you know, couple of years. Um, what are some of the things that you've learned, like, about yourself through these experiences? Oof, like I know not question. all of them are, are pretty. I know you've had some rough tournaments, you know, yeah. I've, I know you've had some smooth ones, you know, looking back, can you think of, you know, what being a TO has kind of, you know, helped, you know, shape? Oh yeah. No, that's a good question because, you know, for those that are looking to become a TO, um, some of the, if I can go back in time and just kind of, uh, give myself advice, it would definitely be be firm and fair, right? Be confident what you're doing. Rules are the rules. You can't just change them on the fly because someone's hurt or because something was just unfair. Um, I tried my best to make things 
and you know as fair as possible but one of the biggest things that i learned was i couldn't make everybody happy that was probably the biggest thing for me i could not make everyone happy and i tried so hard to make everybody happy and it was just impossible until one day a friend was like look man you got to accept that you can't make everybody happy and from that moment i'm like okay you know it is what it is at that point and if you don't like the outcome of what happened i'm sorry it is what it is yeah you gotta move on no i totally dig that and and like you know i think you know when you were talking about rules earlier you know for young tos rules are your best friend rules oh, if yeah. you put together a great rule set for your for stated in yeah yeah stated and printed sent to everybody beforehand posted on, at the venue like however many yep. ways you know taught you know you know you you should you should email it to people beforehand you toss it online you you print it out and then oh, you yeah. you have like a like a, a meeting with everybody and you go over it one more time like that's the way and then yep. if anything happens like if you've got a great rule set they can't be mad at you because you're just yeah. like look these are the rules i'm just pointing to these clearly defined rules that you agreed to and heard four or five times you know like oh yeah that's the thing, like you never want to be in a situation where you're like switching things up on the fly. And I think that's what happens when people go into tournaments or like don't, you know, really have a, a super um, cohesive and, and like all encompassing rule set as they start their TO journey. Absolutely. One of my favorite ones is those that would uh, show up seven minutes late. And the rule is if you don't check in within seven minutes, you're disqualified. And they're like, well, I had connection issues and this and that. I'm like, dude, I know you just got home. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, fine. I'll let it slide this one time. But like, that was, that was kind of like, uh, that was annoying because it happened quite often. Yeah, man. Until the point where I had to put the foot down and I'm like, you're late. I'm sorry. You, you're disqualified. It's, it's tough, you know, and you got to give people leeway. Life happens sometimes, yeah. but you know, there's also, you have to be considering other people's time and your of time. Course. And the other thing is that, you know, one person th- shouldn't throw off a 32 or 64 person tournament. Like I've been at, I've been at, and you that know, can Super smash con and, and you've got, you've got pools of, of, you know, uh, you know, 16 20 people all, and there's hundreds of them you know they're they're all around there like one per they're not gonna wait for one dude nope. unless you're a big time star and then maybe they'll wait for you yeah like we're yeah. not that's not me um yeah <laughs> <laughs> so um like talk to me about what's coming up in the future do you guys have events scheduled um like are, are they gonna be live are they gonna be online they're gonna be fifa are we doing other games talk to me about what the next couple months look like so right now I'm just kind of focused on FIFA. Um, I'm not going to put too much time and energy of making like esports fair play a full time kind of thing. Yeah. Like I, I used to, I just want to come back and run FIFA tournaments because now that cross play is available, I think it's going to be a lot more fun. I think that people, I can already sense that people are excited for, I can already see people building their teams. Um, even those for those that haven't played in, in months or even a year like myself. So I'm, excited to get back into fifa right as hard as that's for me to say uh, but i know what i've learned too is that i'm gonna just make sure that i have fun because i think i kind of took it too serious and i and I, I let it affect my mental health um i had controllers that i broke uh, that i'm not proud happens, of uh and that gets expensive too 
So it's just like it's just a video game at the end of the day. Like I, I shouldn't be taking it serious. I need to go smell the grass. Like well, I think Amazon I mean, said I, that one day on tweet. I, I, I want to <laughs> challenge that a little bit. You know, I think it is serious. You take it seriously. You're training at something, and it can be frustrating. True. I think you know one of the things that we're working on at Game Gym is to kind of try to reshape the thinking behind that. Like these are games, and they're meant to be fun. But when you're grinding a game to get better or grinding a game to, you know, not necessarily grinding, just training, you're training something to get better or go to competition. Like it sucks sometimes as it does when you are a runner or a swimmer or, you know, whatever, and you're mid season and it's miserable. And like, I guarantee you that the equivalent of like throwing a controller has happened with somebody kicking a basketball or, you know, tearing off, you know, doing, you know, doing something in some other sport or bringing a tennis. Exactly. Like exa- exactly. exactly. <laughs> so, you know, I think that like, it, it's important to us, like it matters. And that's why we're so passionate about it. So, you know, I'm all for, you know, take care of yourself. You got to do those things, but like, there's a reason why it's important. And like, I think that you, like, we just need to kind of, protect ourselves as we're doing the training because sometimes i think you can you know get burnt out like you can overtrain yep. for a marathon or, or other things as well burnout is a real thing too yeah man burnout is a real thing yeah um no i mean i agree with you like definitely nothing i'm not smashing pros or people that want to become pros or players no no i no. understand that there is a grind to it and like you have to you have to sacrifice a lot of your time to, to get better at the game. Well, even us at the um, casual level, like if I'm grinding smash, like it's not always fun. You know, I've, I've nothing has made me want to throw a controller more than working on smash <laughs> sometimes, you know, like, but it's just you, it's part of the experience. And every time you don't throw that controller, you get a little bit stronger, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> But like I'm excited to get back into it. But at least I know I've learned um, from my mistakes in the past. Totally. It's like when I get frustrated, just turn it off, take a step back, go walk the dogs, yep. go relax, like regroup, do some push-ups, let the frustration out, whatever it is, just a game, come back and just have fun. Dude, push-ups right. are a great mid mid game um, like activity. Get a little exercise. Like if you do twenty push-ups every time you lose a game. You end up one doing way more push-ups than you would because yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. not very good Seriously. at games. But two, like you end up like it, it, it's a good break. You know, you 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 move it around, is. you you shake. You it let up that a negative bit. energy yeah, out. Yeah, you got to do something like that. Um, and you'll build gains too. Exactly. Yeah. You, and then you look back it's a, a couple months later and you're swole. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah like whatever. Like, it Man, is. how did you get so big? Uh, because I lost a lot. Um, <laughs> dude, no joke. So I've been doing. I've been doing like a hundred push-ups a day it's nothing crazy Good stuff but i'll do like 50 yeah, in the morning and 50 at night and it's like that little it. bit just doing a little bit is like get you going and and i'm like oh yeah it you know i'm not Arnold. how many how, how many can you do in one sitting Ooh, just like straight up straight up probably like 30 or 40 maybe not bad if i had a gun not to bad. my head maybe maybe yeah. like 35 <laughs> i don't know uh i don't know i got I, push-ups are not my strong suit uh i got long arms and a heavy body but you know um back to <laughs> back to the podcast <laughs> um so you know one of the other things we talked about is you know Esports is in our lives some people do it full-time some people do it part-time that was one of the things you hinted at earlier um, talk to me a little bit about 
what it's like to do esports part time and some of the challenges behind it. And then what we'll do is we'll talk a little bit about uh, what you do in your you know, the rest of your days. Yeah. Um, Mainly, I just try to make sure I focus on doing my work during the day. And then as soon as I'm done with work and I take care of my responsibilities, which is my dogs and, and you know, uh, my meals and stuff at home. And then that's when I'll dedicate the evening uh, for my work. So if I have like tournaments coming up or events coming up or anything like that, you know, I sit down, focus, make sure I have all the details out. So that way I have everything ready to go and then I can advertise it with, you know, a couple of weeks ahead. Um, and I just try to make sure that I, I have like a good work and life balance, too, as well. It's not easy to do, you know, like and, and it's it's a challenge sometimes, you know, we're we're all over the place. But, um, you know, one of the things that I've really loved seeing, you know, you kind of you grow into is this other world um, of dog training. Um, you know, yes. to me, it's it's like so wonderful. I recently got a dog uh, like a year ago and it's literally been the best thing that's ever happened to me. And she's the best. And, um, you know, I think that like, it's, it's a really cool world and, and it's been one of the most positive things for me to have a pet and like, you know, get me out of my gaming world a little bit. And like, she just gets me going, you know, it's huge. It's, it's therapeutic. Yeah, right? totally. By the way, was that a pun there? Pause. Oh, uh, no, it wasn't. But I love that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Giving you a little plug, you know? <laughs> um, so talk to me a little bit about like, you know, what is it like, you know, being a dog trainer and talk to me a little bit about like some of the things that that experience has taught you, man, that's yeah. So, um, due to COVID and, and once, um, kind of everything got shut down and I had no events to run, um, a little background about myself. I graduated from Starmark Academy for professional dog trainers in Austin, Texas in 2012 and also at ABC online college too, as well. So I got two uh, certifications from them. Um, but I think where I really kicked off is, uh, during COVID. So once everything was shut down, I sat on the couch, turned on Netflix. There was a show called canine intervention. Uh, yeah. I was watching it. I saw all. Have I you saw seen it? A couple episodes. Yeah, it was yeah, great. It's cool. It was really good. It was very good. Yeah. And he, that dude, Daz or not, that I dude is his really name. cool. Yeah, he's a good yes. uh, host. Uh, uh, Cali K9. He yeah. um, owns a facility in California by Oakland, I think. Um, so from that show, it inspired me because I started to watch him use a box method in teaching dogs how to like sit downs and all that stuff. Uh, and I wanted to give it a try. So then what I did was I took my dog, went downstairs in the basement. I cut out the wood piece. I made it into a board, did exactly the way he did. And I just started, you know, making videos. Mm -hmm. And then I started to post them online on Instagram. And that's when I had people contact me because during COVID, everybody started getting dogs. It's true. It's true. Which I had no idea. Yeah. Like people were adopting dogs left and right. So I started posting videos and people started to contact me and be like, oh my God, I forgot that you were a dog trainer. Like I just got this puppy or I got this dog with issues. Can you help me? And from that day, Josh, it just blew up. Wow. Like I started to get words of mouth. I started to get new clients. Um, and it really helped me because growing up, like I had a lot of confidence issues 
And I can still say, like, I still do now. Like, we I'm all not do perfect. But at least I got an opportunity to discover myself and to find a talent and a new hobby where I can continue to still learn, which I do. Like, I watch other trainers. I try to pick off little things here and there. Um, but the whole dog training journey has been incredible. I've got to meet a lot of new clients. I got to work with a lot of new cases, a lot of new dogs. Um, things that may work with one dog, things may, may, work with, may not work for another dog. And it's just been an awesome experience. And I'm still continuing to do it. And if anything, I've actually, I think I felt like I've generated more business doing dog training than esports. Wow. That's awesome. That's so freaking cool. You know, I think it's, it's, you know, COVID really shook the the whole tree, you know, and, and, you know, reshaped industry, created new opportunities and, um, yeah. uh, thinking outside the box. Yeah, totally. You know? Totally. And I think, you know, dogs really do. There's something special about them. Like I never had a dog growing up and the, you know, I feel like my, my, you know, my heart is bigger. Like I've, I have a larger capacity for love based on this experience. And the other thing that I've learned is that when I give my dog structure, and this is something you've taught me, this is, this is a, this is a, a, a Pat, yep. Pat Valdez classic. Yep. Like when you were one of my clients, I know it's true. <laughs> yeah, I, this, this podcast was sponsored by uh, Pat's dog training. Um, <laughs> and uh, you know, but, but you know, when, when my dog has structure and, and when, you know, we're communicating in that, in that sense, you know, my life is better too, because having that structure and going on that walk and making sure that like we're doing X at this time, like that's positive for me too. And so, Absolutely. you know, it's been, you know, if you're a parent at home and you're listening to this podcast and your, your kid has a dog, like, you know, make sure that they're involved in that dog's life and training, because those are things that are great for us. Like you see the positivity that comes out of the dog and the structure that's added. And you're like, oh, wow. Like if I add a little bit of structure like that to my life where maybe I go on a walk and, you know, do these things, have breakfast in the morning. Like some people don't eat breakfast, you know, then my, mm -hmm. my, my day, my, my life is more positive. And I, I, that was something that I had always fought to have less structure in my life in some ways. And, and this structure is very positive. Because dogs make you get up. You have to you have to fulfill their needs if you know what they are, right? And the three things to fulfill the dog's needs is physical exercise, mental stimulation, and communication. And I think like the physical exercise as us is a great thing. Like we need to get out of the house to walk. And yes, for those pet people out there, walking your dog builds a stronger relationship yeah. versus you allowing them just to play in the backyard and not doing anything with them. Yeah. So that's a tip of advice for those pet people out it's there. It's true. But it's a big one, yeah. right? And, and going back to structure, absolutely. Like dogs need structure. Dogs need jobs. And we need structure. And we need jobs. Because if we don't have those two, we're just going to be lazy bums. It's true. It's true. And having structure as a TO too will help you to build your business and be a lot builder, especially with entrepreneurs. Like you've got to have some sort of structure to ground yourself and discipline which is huge and discipline dogs need disciplines too, right? You, they have to be held accountable because um, they can't just go and do whatever they want. I love it. It's so true. And, and there's so many like dog gaming, dog structure, like the, the thing that I, I just did a, a thing for game gym online. And the like whole premise was that 
if you get your kid a console or a PC, I want you to treat it like you just got your kid a puppy. You're not mm-hmm. going to leave your, your puppy in the living room unattended for hours and hours and hours. The, that, you know, like if you leave him for five minutes, probably nothing bad is going to happen. But if you leave him for hours and hours, probably something bad is going to happen. The same thing applies when you get that kid a, a, a PC or an Xbox for the first time. Don't put it mm-hmm. in the basement. Don't let them have it in their room. Keep it in the living room. Do it with them. Yep. And and like have your puppy, time, yeah, exactly your puppy, exactly bonding time structure. Like there's so yeah. many wonderful pa- wonderful parallels too. And I think that unfortunately sometimes use games as a babysitter and like don't give it that structure in the same way that a lot of people just like put their dog outside, you know? Yeah. And I I, I kind of wish I had that growing up, like especially with my brother. Um, he wasn't much of a gamer. But I kind of wish he took the time to be like, hey, man, like, is there a game that that you really like to play or is there something that we can play together that we can bond with? Because I know it's something that you like. And I think it's you know important to try to find a medium where it's like, OK, I may not like to do it, but I'm just going to dedicate at least 30 minutes just to bond with you. Totally. And it's something to do something that you like. So if this is a video game, like show me how to play it. Like maybe I may get into it and then vice versa. Then you do what, you know, your friend or brother or, or family member what they like to do and then it's vice versa i totally agree you know i i think that you know little brothers little sisters or whatever like whoever it is your kids they just want to be with you they just want to spend time with you a lot of times and and it it's you know it might not be the game of your choice but maybe there's a middle ground you know like i think that or maybe you could play together as a co-op exactly like yeah there's you know or 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 you know maybe i can't play that super intense game but i could play hearthstone or a card game mm-hmm. or there's you know so many different types of video games out there um I, I i'm a big proponent of you know trying to find that middle ground and i feel like you've got to you know as you're working with somebody and, and trying to help them learn how to navigate this video game world you have to meet them where they are you know yeah. um yeah man it's pretty crazy got it's, it's got to have some bonding experience somehow totally totally it's all about the bonding experience you know i think that like to to kind of start to to put a bow on things you know i think that there's so many parallels between you know taking care of yourself taking care of of an animal gaming and and like the structure that we need to be great at these things whether it's you know, to be the, the best dog parent, to be the best human parent, to be the best gamer, to be the best marathon runner. You have to have good structure in your life. Yeah. And that guidance and, too. And yeah. And it's coaching, it's structure. And, you know, yeah. there's so many similarities between these things. So, you know, I think this, this podcast is all about creating similarities and, you know, that's, that's what it's all about, man. Esports is just like everything else. That and learning from our mistakes too. You know? Totally. Totally. Um, that's how we grow and that's how we get better exactly i'm um i'm feeling you know i feel like it's been pretty cool to you know i've known you for a long time and i've like we've been on each other's journeys and and it's cool to see um it's a cool cool place to be so um pat you know thank you so much for for joining the podcast um please on the way out how can people reach in touch with you get in touch with you how can they check out what you're doing and uh and learn about the upcoming esports fair play tournaments. 
Yeah, no. So um, before I kick, before I say that, uh, there is one last story I do want to share, and this this goes Ooh, out for a lot of it. you know people too, where if they feel any doubt about themselves or have people that don't believe in them, um, one of the things um, when running tournaments in esports fair play was that you know I had friends and I also had a family member that doubted me and didn't think that it would turn out to be anything. It was just going to be a complete waste of time. And I, I always remember that. And then what ended up happening for the very first time, and I think in my opinion in the United States, was that my organization and another organization established a state-to-state -state 16 players versus another 16 players FIFA tournament where we went up to, D to New York, went to their bar, That's awesome. did three tournaments, the first one was a 32 man tournament where our number one player won. The second one was a co-op tournament where my buddy and I won. And the third tournament, this third one was the our number one versus their number one and we won. Clean sweep, baby. DC, baby, let's go. Oh, that's amazing. Right? That's amazing. Yeah. And then I when the event was done, I remember what my family member said. And I, and I just, I smiled, I stayed humbled. And I was just remembering that anything is possible if you could just put your mind to it. So if you have anybody that's doubting you whatsoever, or doesn't believe in your vision, screw them, go do it a try. If it messes up, if you make mistakes along the line, along the way, don't worry about it. It's cool because that's how you learn. If people make fun of you for one mistake, well, guess what? I bet you that person that laughed at you or pointed at you for that one mistake won't even go into your shoes. So do what you got to do and make the best of it. I love that, man. And learn from everything. But to find me, <laughs> uh, it is, uh, I'm on Twitter, Instagram as Panic King Pat. Uh, my dog business too, as well is Positive Beginnings, which I'm going to be changing the, the name fairly soon. Our website still currently is Eastwards Fair Play. Um, so I'll be having my tournament events and uh, details on there. So we're looking, I'm probably going to kick off the next FIFA tournament for FIFA 23 next week on Thursday, October. Let me try to find out the day. Um, October 6th, hey. Thursday. All right. So we're, we're kicking so. it off, man. Okay, I'm, I'm excited to get back to it. I really am. Like, I miss the guys. I miss, you know, the trash talking. I miss uh, people putting their sweat and tears into it and seeing someone come up on top to win. And hopefully, maybe there's somebody out there that's watching and could potentially scout, you know, our players that are competing to give them an opportunity to compete on a higher level, like at the EMLS or anywhere else. So it's a, 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 great, a great way for you tournament organizers, including myself, to build these events because you never know the future that you may create for somebody. Dude, you're so, so right, man. It, it's, a, it's an amazing platform that you, you know, have, that you've built. Um, you know, your story is awesome. I love how, you know, whether it's eSports Fair Play or, or the dog training business, it's something that you built, you know, by your you know, you know, your hands doing all aspects of marketing and sales and doing it all. And, and it's really, you know, that's esports, man. It's, it's, it's the grind. It's this startup nature. It's this, you know, feeling this underdog mentality. And we're all just trying to like, 
find our our little way in the world um absolutely well and when it when it feels scary like that at times that's the perfect time to jump it's true i love that i i heard uh you know we'll go out on this i heard somebody uh, it was uh it was like um you know if you're playing video games and you come across enemies you know you're heading in the right direction yep. you know i yep. like that i like that take them out take baby. them out and if you die you can always restart again <laughs> exactly <laughs> All right, well, on that, let's get out of here. Pat, have a great rest of your night, man. I'm sure I'll talk to you soon, man. Good kicking it with you, buddy. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Hey, y'all. Thanks for listening. Understanding Esports is brought to you by Game Gym, and our intro and outro were created by Stanford Chang. Once again, you can learn more about Game Gym and our mission at www.gamegym.com, and you can hit me up and let me know your thoughts on the podcast on Twitter at Extra Barbecue. If you like the podcast, please share it and recommend it to your friends. Thanks again, and I'll see you in game. This is Understanding Esports.